Hello, welcome to your local Imaginarium. I'm host Daniel Williams, along with host Calvin Seymour. Let's get started. I probably shouldn't have done a video call. Um, nope. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, uh, can, I'm you, just, you I, be, can you see me? No, uh-uh. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to. There's no camera. Are you? I'm going to turn my video off. Yes, okay. We're great. Okay. Are you doing one of these surprise, uh, ambush recordings? It automatically records when you call me. Uh-huh. So, uh, it'll be the video, but I need the audio. Well, we're back. I don't have anything to talk about. Um, so, so good, we've had all this time. Good, good call. <laughs> <laughs> we've, yeah. had, we've had all this time, and and now we have nothing to say. This is probably why we haven't had one. <laughs> What have you been doing? How much did we just try that? What's up? Man, uh, so, you know, I went on a little adventure. I spent a couple months up there around you. And, uh, uh, got to check out West Virginia, Maryland, and Virginia area, and go to D.C. and do the, the White House tour. Well, not the actual tour of the White House, but you know what I mean. Tour of places around the White House. Yeah, we got yelled at by security people, and we uh, we we fled in, in fear. <laughs> that was that was pretty unreal. Yeah, so you know, I kind of expect things like that whenever I try to do anything anyway, because it just seems to be my fate, my lot in life, so to speak. But as soon as we got to uh, the White House, security just rushed in like you know, there's a terrorist coming or something. And uh, ushered us all off, and, made, and, and you know, basically were threatening anyone that was sitting still. I, I, I was a little, <laughs> there's a little difference between like uh, that sort of handle, handling and you know, just an average officer on the street. I think it was a little, a little surprising. But they, you, but we all moved. I guess they achieved what they were doing. And they're just clearing out the little, the little close area. They do that occasionally, apparently. And I have no, re- no idea why. It may be random. It may be uh, uh, time to some events or something. I don't know. Who knows? They do their thing, and they're just, they're just there to control people and get them to move. So we, yeah. so we moved. We moved away. We went to further well, away. I can say one cool thing I got to do while I was there. I, I I didn't I did not get this. Well, I'll say some things I didn't get to do that I was wanting to do. Obviously, it'd been cool if we could do more than just walk around the White House. Uh, did not get to see the Declaration of Independence. The there was a line. I, it was just so long. I just I was like, you know, I can see this one thing, or I see a lot of other things. So we didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, it was a long uh, while. But I did get to go to the National Gallery of Art, which was... Uh, Overwhelming, is the word I would use. 
Yeah, like we we really we made about a fourth of it, and we're exhausted. Not that uh, I'm in any terribly great shape or anything, but uh, you know it was uh, it was it's pretty interesting. Um, so many works of art as old as like I guess around thirteen, fourteen hundred. Uh, it's when they invented art, so it was very popular. Yeah, um, what'd you say again? I said that's when they invented art, so it was very popular with them. It was very oh. big fad. There was no art before that, so it was like, this is really cool, let's do this. You no, know, that's a very good question. When did they invent art? <laughs> well, they, they have some caveman, uh, we, we definitely have some art on the, some walls, so I only guess that was an early invention. That one might have came before the wheel. Yeah, it was art, or it was just like somebody playing a role-playing game, or like, here's the map. And they were yeah. just drawing out the map there, and then some bunch of nerds in the cave somewhere. Like we, but, now, was, but now stop and think about what you just said. What would a caveman role-play as, since there's no more history before him, you know? I mean, play, a caveman could be a knight, a caveman couldn't play superheroes. Hunters, they were hunters, man, they were role-playing hunters. There's a bunch of nerds playing it. Playing role playing hunters out on their adventure, and then the the GM was like, uh, "Okay, so you're out of the plane, and you get attacked by a bunch of these wildebeests." And they're like, uh, "I can't really imagine that. You got to you got to draw it out." And he goes, "All right, you got to very drew them, drew them the cave." And like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that that's interesting. Yes, we'll have to have to think more on the caveman RPG. We we should make that actually. Yeah. Roll <laughs> roll one and two. <laughs> one or many. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about like instead of dice, you could have stones. You know, roll your your different stones. You know, the really chiseled one can, you know, mean something if it flops on its side. You need one of those really big flat tablet style stones, you know? Yes. What is this? Maybe. It only has five sides. Cheater! <laughs> maybe a, maybe a, a stalagmite club style stone. That would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I think, I think endless art, possibilities yeah. there. I think art has always been with I would be tempted to break, you know, Break break all the rules and, and and incorporate dinosaurs. I mean, you got to have something to fight in a caveman RPG. I mean, I know, you know, technically, but I'd so you know as 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 a game master, I, I'd so have you know acid spitting dinosaurs and you know big spike tail dinosaurs because that you got to have something to fight in an RPG. Would they be any winged uh, dinosaurs? This I sense a trap. It's a trap. I was just thinking dragons. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely some winged pterodactyls, that kind of thing. Uh, would have some of that for sure. So what's cool, man? What have you heard? Something cool? Any, any cool tech? Anything happening? Um, nope. I got nothing, man. I got a new job. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah. I got a new job. And I got a new job where you used to work. <laughs> yeah, you kicked me out. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I might come last of you back. Well, let's see. <laughs> really good. We got some good stuff going. Um, so, uh, hey, let's talk about something big on the horizon. Okay. I'm going to my first Dragon Con. With my Dinosaur Queen Con. Nice. With my good buddy who can't be named. Oh. We're gonna call we need to call him Agent DC. That could be Dragon Con, it could be huh. Washington DC. Agent <laughs> DC. I know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, he 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 he's the only person I know that actually has like burner phones. I mean I, for real. Uh, just like has burner phones on him at any given time. It's 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 kind of interesting. Uh, let's talk about it, it. Let's talk about it. Let's say <laughs> let's describe him in detail. Okay. What's his social security number? You know his social security number? No, I'm pretty sure I'd be dead if I did. Um, uh, all I can tell you is. Top Gun and Kurt Russell. <laughs> he he kind of he got he's just kind of lives that. You well, know, it's actually something we share. Like I, I really love Kurt Russell movies. Uh, all old, I'm a big fan. Uh, but uh, did I say his name? No. I think I might have. If I did, you must. <laughs> What do you guys think out there in no fan land? Our, our zero fans. Our imaginary fans. That's right. But anyway, so going to Dragon Con, and I am super excited, never been. Uh, I, I, I've only been to one big con ever, and I have to confess, I went before it was big. I went to San Diego Comic Con about 25 years ago somewhere around there. Uh, it was nothing but comic books. I, I got to meet uh, Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld, and that was that was about the extent of my excitement of the time. Uh, but 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 I'm getting to go to Dragon Con. Mid-90s, right? Yeah. Okay. Early, late 80s, mid-90s, I don't know, somewhere. It was, it was, I was early 20s or at, at, at the oldest. Um, but so Dragon Con, I don't know if you know a lot about it, Daniel, do you? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, nah, no. Okay, it is supposed to be probably the most different con you can go to. Uh, it's uh, it's often referred to as Nerdy Girl. Okay, I found this out just reading around, and so you know, I was born in New Orleans. Love Mardi Gras, so that kind of sets expectations for me. And uh, 
I, I just I'm kind of excited because it's pretty much from what I understand, it's it starts when it starts and goes 24 hours a day for five days or so, and it's a, a series of hotels that all hold part of it and. Uh, I've been doing a lot of reading up trying to understand what to do because I am going to be a complete and utter Dragon Con noob. Uh, now, several artists I follow are going to be there, so I'm super excited. It'll be uh, the first time I get to meet uh, Sam Flegel, uh, uh, Annie Stig Gerard, and Justin Gerard are going to be there, uh, which, you know, uh, really, really uh, like their work. And Brom and Larry Elmore. Now, these two are, are about two of about five artists that are the reason I love art. And they're going you know, Brom is the guest of honor at, at Dragon Con. So I am going to be major fanboy geeking out. That's just, this is all it is to it. Uh, and, uh, you know, looking forward to that. That's, uh, that's a week from tomorrow. And Labor Day weekend, so I'm going to be gone Friday to Monday. Nice. I'll uh, I'll make sure on my Phantasmal group to blast plenty of of pictures, uh, especially you know with the artists and any kind of original paintings I can get near. Uh, they may have to beat me with a stick. <laughs> I hope you have fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and there's more than that. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I love cons in general. I go to a lot of the smaller ones. Um, the artistry in uh, in the cosplay is amazing. Uh, I, I've never I, I'm not I've never been anywhere big, so I can just imagine what I'm going to see because I've seen some pretty cool places, um, cool things in smaller places. So uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to all that. Yeah, nice. What about a fake con, Faco? Fake con. I got it, man. It's, it's a con con. It's fake con. <laughs> a con. A, a con fake. I don't know, right? <laughs> con con. See, that's fuel. That's fuel. I think, I think considering how long we've been gone, we, this should see light of day. Uh, we have, what, what, what we have on our list for episode nine, which this is not episode nine. This is like eight point nine 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 nine. But for episode nine, it would be what we have on our list right now is two things. Okay, food, creativity in the kitchen, and we have two bullet points: real food and junk food, especially Twinkies. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was just brought a nice little. <laughs> Eight-inch gluten-free uh, pizza. Okay, nice. Well, that means it's. Uh, I am living the. I am living the dream and following the script. What about you? I am. Uh, I'm off script, man. I'm off. I'm off. Way off the script. It's dangerous, man. I'm just in the woods and uh, in the bush. A bush way above my head. I just just going one step at a time. Well, that's a good way to live life, though. You know, you don't get bored that way. Yeah, you get eaten by rackers. Well, I may have to get special instructions on 
where we have our show notes. <laughs> it's been too long, man. How long ago was it? Um, was uh, before you called me, I said last call, call was like <laughs> July 2017 or something like that. I'm not sure I believe that, but that's what it said. About right. It's been over a year. Well, I also just hit a thousand likes on Phantasmal, and the community's really been heating up. Uh, there's a lot of, of collectors that I've known for a long time. You know, I, unfortunately, I was very quiet early in what I was doing. I was just searching the web for things I liked, and you know, I didn't really know people. There's definitely not a lot of people around here that have the same interests as I do, and. Uh, so I would bump on the web, and I know a lot of people that don't know me, if that makes sense. Um, but uh, I've slowly been kind of, I don't know, talking to people, and it's... Uh, You've been talking to people? Yeah, you know, just like really kind of making real friends with a, a lot of people out there. Um, Through talking? Yeah, you know, well, chatting, typing, communicating with the... Ridiculous. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I, would, I would never make friends, especially when I'm talking. Well, honestly, you can only make friends by listening. You know, because if you're talking, you're not going to make any friends. They'll never get to say anything, and they'll, they'll, they'll think you don't, you have no interest in what they have to say. Now, of course, you might run into a follower. You might get followers if you're a talker. Hey, wait, I got a lot of followers. Okay. Hey, dude, I almost forgot to mention something very cool. Now, I, don't, I hate to double art segment you, but it's not a pure art segment. You want me to tell you something? Yeah. Ronnie James Dio's estate is up for sale. If that's not metal as I don't know what is. His, his estate? His estate. Okay. Uh, you might have to might have to put a math on that metal as there. But anyway, uh, he uh, his estate's up for sale, and including uh, the painting to his uh, last in line cover. And all sorts of weird stuff, including an eight-foot metal spider with bladed legs uh, that they used on stage to, I don't know, fight, I think. Uh, some very strange clothing and boots. Uh, um, some There's actually an article, and the reason why I, I used the math moniker there is that... Uh, they kind of were, were rating the level of metal, you know, uh, how how metal was this and that, and it goes all the way down to the last five items, which are so non-metal, like a, a nice love letter to his parents is like the least rated metal item that they had on there. It's a pretty funny article. Uh, and it came out this morning. See, so there's something cool. Uh, so it's like, so I, the diver. Okay. What 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 is the what is the ballpark figure there? Or is it state? I think uh, thirty thousand is what they're saying. Uh, 
memory is correct on that painting. Which I, I don't know. I had several people uh, chime in on that thoughts today, and uh, one or two thought it was low, and you know, uh, at least one guy that I I know that buys quite a lot of paintings really really was a fan. It was like if it was a little, if it was expected to go a little lower, he'd be in. But uh, so this is a you're talking about. Your Facebook group. Yeah, uh, Phantasmal. Um, you can get there. It's uh, you can get you can just type in phantasmal.com. That's actually a redirect to Facebook right now while I'm working on my website, and it is uh, it'll take you to the Facebook page, and then if you'll hit the sign up button, it'll get to the group. Now. On the page, I, I do the same stuff on there that I do in the group, except I do more stuff on the page that I don't want to just send you things that aren't painting. So if it's if it's something I think you're interested in, it'll hit the page. But I only, I typically only send paintings that I, I think you might be interested in uh, through the group. And of course, it comes to you in your email, so it's something you're more likely to notice. Um, so you know, if you like uh, the possibility, and I try, I try to vary it up. I'll send things that are going for thirty and fifty bucks as quick as I'll send something going for three hundred thousand, or to you know a Frazetta going for a million. I, to me, you know, art's art, uh, and it's kind of as long as I feel like it's you know a decent level. I, I'll even put like amateurish stuff on there. If I think they kind of nailed it in some way, even if it's even if it's not like a perfect, you know, realistic version of something, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll they'll produce something pretty interesting. As long as I feel like it's interesting, and or they had you know, or it's it's saying something to me, then I'll I'll put it through. Um, so that's pretty much it. If you, you know, a, a matter of fact. I was actually thinking of something we could do uh, for an art segment because I know you're not, I mean, I know that technically, yes, you want a big dragon on your wall, but you don't really know a lot about about fantasy art other than the rule books you, you, you use when you game, right? I bought a I mean, book one time. Yeah, which book? I don't know. It was years ago. And I, uh, it was like, it was like an off-brand, I haven't seen it in years. But it was like all about dragons, and that was it was kind of cool. Right. Yeah. But it was like uh, it was like fantasy dragons, generic fantasy dragons. It wasn't like D and D specific dragons. And I based all my dragons in my D and D game on those so that people were kind of interested because they weren't your typical your typical dragon they were used to. I was thinking for one art segment, it'd be kind of fun to take you surfing on the web, and you know just maybe point you to a few famous paintings and get your take on them because, you know, you are so creative and witty. It might be very funny. We ought to do that one on one segment. We should make I mean, a YouTube. We should do a YouTube video one time. Or we yeah. not, but it would never actually show us because no one wants to see us. What we should do is show things that we want to see ourselves. So it would be like, you know, we'd have like a screen and we'd be like, okay, today we're going to go explore the intertubes. And we would find like www dot 
We like yeah. www.google and then I back up very slowly because I can't type google.co. Right. So do you think, let me ask you this, do you think you would recognize a Frazetta painting simply by looking at a painting? A Frazetta painting? Yeah. Is that like an impressionist or a... No, but it's it's very uh, it's a very classic style. Like you did once once you know Frazetta, you are gonna recognize almost anything he does. I okay, mean, I've got a secret to tell you. I don't know anything about art. Do you, what about Boris Vallejo? I've never met him. You, do you know him? No. Well, I would say this. I don't think so. I would say you do, you do, you just don't know you do. Uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. What was his name? Boris Vallejo. Boris, I'm so sorry. I know you, but I just can't remember you. I mean, this happens to me all the time. I meet somebody <laughs> and, you know, they tell me their name, we have a conversation, and they walk off, and I recognize them. I can recognize them from 10 feet away, halfway, I mean, I have no problem with his faces. <laughs> but, Boris, I got no, no idea what your name is. I'm sorry. Well... Like I was saying, in the 80s or 90s, he dominated fantasy art. Like, every calendar you saw, uh, every... Uh, he did, like, the National Lampoon movie poster, and uh, you, you you would just have to... You just have to kind of look around, but pretty much you saw... you would, you would You've seen his art a lot. You just, you just don't really realize it. Okay. Uh, did he, was he the one who worked on the mechs? Like the, the big robots? No, he's known for... He does a lot of the bodybuilder arts, the best way I'd explain it. He he just did a lot of perfect human form stuff. Um, so that... Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's all about the human form with him. I don't know that I've ever seen anything he did that was outside of that. Uh, not to say that he hasn't. And his wife, Julie Bell, tends to do kind of similar art, but she does a lot of animals in there. Uh, you know, I feel like you're. I feel like usually when you get a, like a husband-wife artist team, they they tend to have similar styles. Like just a, there's a taste of it. I don't know what it is. I feel like the same sort of thing with Brahm and Lori Lee Brahm. They're different, for sure. And but there just seems to be like that dark palette's there, you know. Uh, so with Boris and Julie, I feel like the same. I think I think sometimes their, their art's pretty the close. Dark, but the dark palettes. They write it down. The dark palettes. It's like a series of books. Is the the colors right? It's the dark palettes. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's either that or really, really, really evil taste buds. Dark palettes, book one. Dark red. <laughs> the Lickster. Book two. Deep gray. Book three. Off white. <laughs> Book four, not planned, because it was really originally a trilogy. 
was about to say, what's up with this? Used to be nothing went past the trilogy. Right? That was like the rule. And now it's like nothing ends until you are so dead tired of it. <laughs> and you make a sacrifice to the gods to stop it, you know? Well, there's a, we've had a lot of interesting concepts tonight. I, I can tell we haven't talked in a while. They kind of, <laughs> they've gone everywhere. I added some notes. I don't know if you can find them. They're the show notes. Why a lie show notes? We'll find some show notes, man. So I have episode nine. This is what I have so far. Last time, dot, dot, dot. We're going to review our last episode. Why did Eric kill the podcast? Why is he so mean? He was our, <laughs> remember, he was our guest. I asked Eric if he wanted to uh, get on tonight. He did, but he couldn't, he said. Okay. Well, maybe we can invite him on uh, and, and ask him why he killed the podcast. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so what is, the, what is the story going forward? Will there be more episodes? You know, our original goal for me was just two episodes, and we hit eight. So technically, we were four times. Yeah. What we, it was an experiment. Right. They went horribly wrong. So hopefully we can hit at least two we more. Subjugated, we subjected, not subjugated, we uh, subjected you to six additional uh, roughly hours of this crap. Um, I have a segment called Food. We talked about that. Uh, there's no way we're doing a segment uh, and probably going to end up being hungry after we do a segment. Um, what happened Speak after for yourself. Us? I'm halfway through this pizza. What happens after us? I believe this is some serious thing we're going to talk about. What replaces humanity? It's not a question of if, but of when and what. It sounds sounds way deep. So I have added that maybe it's ants or dolphins. What? If they could replace us, ants or dolphins. I think ants have a pretty good chance of replacing us. So you're, what we're really talking about here is pitting hyperintelligence Versus unity. So, so here's the thing about ants. There's like Australia or what, but so there's Did very few the ants. Did you see the video of the ants attacking? So here's my here's my thing. Here's my theory on ants. In my head, ever since I went to war with them and I was in college. Uh, so I, I don't know. So that's what I think. I think ants are going to take over more likely of almost anything. Maybe bacteria or something like that. But I think the ants have a good chance. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if we found ants on Mars, man. They're just like invulnerable and never stop. You mean like, like you think there are ants today on Mars? I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Like, like you think there are ants on Mars right now? I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if there were ants on Mars. If someone to Mars said, yep, there's an ant, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> surprise you. Okay. It would kind of, I mean, I would be slightly shocked. I have to admit, I would be, there would be a moment I was like, huh, I didn't expect that. I, like, I mean, I, just, I mean, it's, it's got a lot of dirt. And you think about it, one of those UFOs that flies through here all the time and lands. They stopped on Mars. They stopped them on Mars because they just needed to for whatever it reason. It could happen, man. It so could totally happen. 
Another <laughs> animals. You, you look at it, okay, you stop and think. Mars basically looks like Tatooine, right? I mean, so there what, are different similarities. What, what animal, all right, pick any animal if you think it could actually have a chance there, and I'm not talking about temperatures and everything, just visually here. It's a map. The only thing could live there. Maybe a roach. I think you would need food. I think it would need some kind of ecosystem, you know, some kind of supporting stuff. All they would have to do is be able to outproduce at the rate at which they kill each other. They just kill each other and eat each other. (laughs) A a perpetual... (laughs) I mean, but it wouldn't be 100% efficient, so... Yeah. They would need some input. Like, I guess they'd be like, we're down to 500 ants, and then, like, the the (laughs) alien comes across, and, like, you know, there's another... Thousand, twenty thousand, just hitching a ride accidentally on the spaceship. I guess I don't know. Starts it over again. I don't. I don't see how that's working out. I don't see how that. You, you got to explain that to me in more detail on how exactly that would work. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the concept of like a, a mutant ant, a mutant anything. Think about the X Men mutants. There's always that little anomaly. There'll be that one guy that reproduces quicker. That one colony will start up from that one guy and that one ant, you know? And bam, suddenly he's got the super colony that's producing more than you're killing. And then guess what? They eradicate everyone and then they have an ant civil war. I I got it. I got it. Okay. So the aliens are just, they're kind of sloppy. They're kind of slob. And they're, you know, basically they're litter bugs, right? Right, and, okay. and they drop their super super alien food on the ground, and then they fly off. So there's ants, and of course the ants immediately jump on the food because that's what ants do, and that's what it, that sustains them through the entire evolution of their civilization. I, okay, I, I go with that. I, I mean, a source of energy, a, a nutty, an alien nutty bar, right? An alien nutty bar? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Like six trillion calories per bite. So they're just like plenty plenty of plenty of food. But then that might give enough uh, I mean if you start having that kind of food, that then you're gonna have roaches. So yeah. the, the ant would evolve into roaches. <laughs> well no, I'm just saying roaches would like find a way, man. Way before an ant would. Roaches would find the way. They they would be like hanging out in some some uh, just, just hanging out under a rock somewhere and some uh, here comes uh, an asteroid and it slams into the earth right and there goes the there goes the roach ejected off into space and he just finds a way to make it all the way to Mars re you know <laughs> reentry and he just he just rides the rock and bang on on Mars and he's like hi I'm on Mars and Ants like. Oh my God! Here, the roaches are here now too. This place is going to shit. I can hear it. You're the last in line. Missing my Ronnie James Dio playing as he comes in to the atmosphere. <laughs> Fire burning. <laughs> he's got his, he's got his antenna kind of go up and down like he's yeah. 
Man, I'm going to be up all night watching freaking roach videos tonight. I'm going to have to figure out if roaches had what it takes to take on ants. Do they have what it takes, man? They might. They don't. They don't. I'm, I'm betting on ants. I mean, if you really looked at a roach's mouth, I mean, it's kind of... Ugh. I don't uh, know. Okay, first of all, no. Are they... Are roaches predatory? I know nothing about roaches. This has a, this has to end. Two. Some of them fly. 